Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. Hey, hey guys, I'm super excited for today's episode. I have the amazing Keegan Page on the show today. Keegan is a mindset and marketing expert who guides beginner coaches and network marketers to stepping into their power, selling with soul, and really standing out in the online space. In this episode, we talk about so much. Keegan not only shares her amazing tips and strategies with you guys, but also some really cool things about how to get your mindset in the right space, how to shift your energy, and how to really create a ritual that sets yourself up for success. You are absolutely going to love this episode and love Keegan. So without further ado, let's welcome Keegan onto the show. Okay. Welcome, Keegan. I am so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. I'm so honored to be here today. So excited. You are just freaking killing it with your business, with standing out and like really doing the thing. And I'm excited for you to share with the audience, like part of your story and what really helps you. Cause I know a lot of the listeners are other, obviously online entrepreneurs and people working on growing their audience, growing their business. And so can you share, like, you know, I know you have had a lot of success in your uh, like getting yourself out there in such a short period of time. Can you share, like, I guess where where the, you started um, in the in the place of like deciding to do the business that you're doing right now, and like how you made that quantum leap of like becoming self employed so quickly. Well, I essentially made the leap to start working online. I am an affiliate marketer and I'm actually starting to do personal masterminds and coaching right now, which is super exciting. But I decided to dive into the online world because unfortunately, this the career that I went to school for as a massage therapist, I couldn't continue that anymore. My body was deteriorating. I did make some bad decisions and I worked way too much right after I had my son. So many people who've had children would definitely know what I'm talking about there. But I started work two weeks after having my son and my body just went downhill from there. So unfortunately, after three years practicing as a massage therapist, I had to find something else. And as a massage therapist, I made a decent income And knowing that I would have to go to a minimum wage job just made me feel so sick inside. I felt so defeated and I felt like I had failed because I went to school, I got honors, I loved my career, I loved helping people, I loved guiding people, but I needed to find something else. And so I decided to make a leap to do some network marketing and direct sales. And I really loved it. I loved 
connecting with people. I loved marketing online. Um, but I also didn't quite feel aligned with being that quote unquote nasty salesman. Mm-hmm. And I totally felt like I was getting some flack from family, even though it's super valuable to work online. Like many people make it really well doing network marketing, but I personally, it just wasn't aligning with me. So I needed to find something else. So I decided to get into affiliate marketing, which is quite similar. It's different in the sense of, you know, I don't have to necessarily put myself on the line on all my personal pages. I quickly became an expert at marketing professionally online. And that was the main sole decision I made was, I couldn't do massage therapy anymore. So there was a deep reason that I had to make a decision and I had to make it fast. Mm. So when it, when it came to like, like, I guess starting out in the online space, like with the whole marketing yourself, what were some of like the first steps that you took to really get yourself out there? Um, I definitely did some things that I was scared to do. I know a lot of people say this, but stepping outside of my comfort zone was the biggest thing. So I started to really um, add different people as friends on Facebook. I really dived into Facebook groups. I found Facebook groups seemed to be the place to be because Facebook groups are full of like-minded people, depending if you love horses, you love spirituality, just like the spiritual boss babes group. (laughs) If you love business, whatever you love, diving into those groups and just connecting with those people because you will find like-minded people. So that's just what I did differently. I was never really an active Facebook user. I used Mm. it to talk to friends, but I would never post. I would never... um, And that's really where I found a disconnect with direct sales and network marketing. But just stepping outside of my comfort zone and doing the inner work and personal development. So definitely reading more. I was never much of like a personal development reading type person, listening to podcasts and audiobooks. And that's where I knew that I had a deeper purpose. And Mm -hmm. I was becoming more aware of my own faulty belief systems and limiting beliefs that I knew that I needed to help other people do that too. And I think it just started with affiliate marketing because it was the first opportunity that presented itself to me. Totally. Um, everything sounded good about it. You know, I didn't have to host parties, which I'm, I'm socially awkward, like in person. So I'm like, I can't host a party and I don't need to host parties being an affiliate. I can just stay at home in my office on my computer and I can make money. So that's where it started. But now being an affiliate for a year, I'm expanding. And now I get to teach other women to create a six figure business while being an affiliate marketer online without all the other fluff involved. And Mm. I think that's really where it it came from was just doing my own personal development and realizing that there's so much more to life than what we've been told in like traditional school. I think that's so cool. I think that like, I love that you brought that up because I think when it comes to marketing yourself online and like really sharing your message and standing out, you've got to have that mindset piece. It's like, it's so related. It's like, if your mindset isn't in the right place or you're not super confident in what you have to offer, you're like super scared of being judged and all that stuff, it's going to come across in your energy and your message and all of that stuff. So I love how you pointed out like that personal development was a huge part of like what really helped you in your journey. Now, um, 
and I think it's really cool too, for those of you listening, like who maybe you're doing like network marketing or uh, affiliate marketing or anything, you like, regardless of like what you're doing, where you're at, whatever, like there's a lessons in all of it and it's okay to shift and evolve and expand just as like Keegan saying like you're just you're starting to also work with groups and do your own coaching aside from the affiliate marketing stuff and it's really cool that you're doing that because so many people need to really um learn how to stand out more and market themselves and like get shit going and people feel like so icky about selling. Yes. And I think think like, you know, just because since I know you a little bit, like you're so natural at the way that you speak to people and the way that you are able to inspire people into action. Can you give like some of your best, I guess, tips for like just starting conversations with people and like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the conversation going, the connection going. Cause I know, like I said, a lot of people listening, they're like growing their business and then out there like connecting with people. And sometimes it can feel like weird. Um, and if you feel weird about it, it's going to probably look weird too. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I really, where this stemmed from was as a massage therapist, I had to spend an hour with somebody who was naked on my table and they were vulnerable as fuck. I'm allowed to say the fuck word, right? (laughs) They were vulnerable as fuck. So I had to make sure that they felt comfortable and safe and confident in my presence because it was just the two of us in there. So I would treat them as a friend. I would make them feel comfortable. I would relate with them. I would definitely share some of my experience and just make the whole situation a little lighter. I'd bring in a little humor. So when I transitioned into working online and chatting with people and getting into sales, I would do the same thing. And I'd like to talk a little bit about persuasion because a lot of it is persuasion. I would be persuading people within my treatment room about how their bodies were working. And, you know, I wouldn't necessarily sugarcoat anything, but I would say it in a terms that they would understand it. Because sometimes when people go to the doctor and the doctor is giving you all these medical terms, it can seem super fucking overwhelming and scary. And that's the last thing you want to do. And some certain words can either scare people away or pull people in. So it, one of my biggest tips for that is just talk to somebody as if they are a friend mm-hmm. and use words that they will understand. Like using big words is nice, but sometimes people won't really understand it. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're a smarter person. It just means that you know what that big word means. <laughs> totally, so totally. That's definitely one of my biggest tips. I always tell my girls, like, people are not numbers. They are people. People have feelings. People have emotions. You know, you're not trying to get money from them. You're trying to help them in some certain way. So if you can help them, the money will come to you, but you need to be there and support them and be their friend and make them feel at like they're the, at the same level of you. Like you're not higher than them. You're not lesser than them. You're one in the same. And I think that's really where I've gotten a lot of my success is because I've used those same tactics that I used in the treatment room. I use them within selling as well. Mm, I love that. Great tips. Thank you. And I, and like I said before, like you learn something from every part of your journey. Like you learned how to make people feel comfortable and everything from like the massage thing. Just like when I was doing my fitness stuff, like I, that's how I first started learning how to like, you know, really guide people and work with people one-on-one. And also like when I taught classes, like that helped me 
get more comfortable being in front of a room of people, being on a microphone, motivating people, you know? Absolutely. Like every part of our journey is so important. That's so, so friggin' awesome. So yeah. yeah. Like I go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think a big part of my personal development journey too was going through some deep traumas in my life. I know everybody experiences some sort of dark trauma, whatever that may be, if it's sexual assault or you know, if you were robbed or whatever that looks like, it's traumatic. And that can always take up a lot of space within ourselves and it can limit limit us in so many ways where we don't even realize it's limiting us. So mm. in through my personal development journey, I was, I want to talk about this because I know you've done no, it before, I, I, but yeah. EMDR was one of the best things for me. I went to EMDR because I was in a sexual trauma and what it is, is um, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. And what it does is it reprocesses the trauma within your brain. So it doesn't trigger you anymore. And there were so many things that that sexual, tra- that sexual assault triggered me and that I didn't even realize it was affecting several different aspects of my life. And I didn't realize that until I went through it myself. And I think, you know, for myself, I went through six different sessions and it gets really deep. It's really emotional, but I was a complete different person when I came out of that. And I know, you know, I didn't realize that my sexual assault trauma would affect my marketing, but it did because it affected how I would show up and it affected how I would speak to people. And it, it affected so many parts of my life that until I actually worked on it, I really wouldn't see much result in my life in other areas either. Mm. EMDR is so powerful. I've done it like years ago. Uh, It's one of the many tools that have changed my life. And like, I love that you're bringing it in this direction because seriously, like growing your business and like, you know, creating the life and the business of your dreams is so much more than the, (laughs) the doing the things part, you know, the strategy part, like it's like the most healing journey ever because we've got to peel away those layers. We've got to process the stuff from the past in order for us to really shine our light and live our like, you know, purpose and do our soul's work. So what what do you feel is like the biggest shift that happened after the EMDR experience? Like how did that, how were you able to like, I guess, process the, the things that you feel were holding you back? Um, I, growing up, I was always a people pleaser. I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I hated saying no. And I, you know, my sexual assault didn't happen until I was 19 years old. So it's not like my sexual assault made me a people pleaser. But once that happened, it pulled me more into some sort of shell where I was really scared. And I, you know, I didn't want to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing or wear the wrong thing because the last thing I would want is to experience that bad experience again. So Mm. after EMDR, after all those sessions I went through, I really found that I just didn't fucking care anymore. I was able to step into my power and I was able to say the things that were on my heart that needed to be said without being scared of how will this affect somebody else? Mm. How will my words, you know, change somebody else's life? Like I didn't care about that anymore. And it's not like I didn't care to a point where I wanted to hurt people's feelings. It was just more to a point where I need to set myself free. I need to be my most authentic self because if I'm 
not being myself, then how are people going to be attracted to me? And how are people going to love me? And how am I going to love myself? And, you know, until I really did EMDR, I honestly, I didn't even, um, like, I didn't even have a favorite color. I didn't have a favorite music genre. I just didn't care. I'm like, I don't want to love the color pink just in case somebody (laughs) hates the color pink. I know this sounds so silly saying it out loud, but EMDR didn't just help me from my 19-year-old sexual trauma. It helped me from all the past bullshit that led up to that sexual trauma. Mm. Wow. And have you done anything like have you done anything since then? Like, what is your, I guess, ritual or routine to keep your mindset in the right space and to, you know, because we all have our days. So, like, you know, aside from EMDR, like what are some other things that are really help you. Obviously that sounds like it was like a really, really powerful main one. Like it is for me too, but for you, like there's definitely, I know you have taught me quite a few things as well, which I'm absolutely going to touch on though. A lot of other things that have also helped me is just reminding myself of where I've come and, you know, the, the little small victories that I've had in the past. And this is something you always remind me to do too. Mm -hmm he can remember all those great things you've accomplished. So that's one part of it is if I'm ever feeling down for whatever reason, because, you know, those lower vibrations do happen. Um, it's just to remind myself of where I've come and that, you know, it's happened before it can happen again and showing myself proof that I can come out of it. I'm not stuck here. I'm not alone. Um, but, uh, as in like a daily routine, I love meditation. I love my quiet time. You know, if I don't even get in my meditation that day, even just a long car drive with no music on just to my thoughts. So I can really have that quiet to be more aware of, okay, what are my thoughts saying? Because nine times out of 10, personally, it's my thoughts that make me feel either up or down. And whatever my thoughts are saying, if I can become aware of them, I can change them. And I do want to put it out there. It doesn't happen overnight, as everybody says. It's not like I can... Yeah, it's a practice. It's a commitment. It is. It's a huge commitment. And definitely meditation or even I am affirmations have been a part of my daily ritual 100% that keeps me in that higher vibe. And just like everyone, I have those lower vibe days and it's good to feel those feelings. But at the same time, it's also good to be aware of those feelings and be able to step out of them and back into our natural higher vibe selves. Yeah. Yeah. Meditation is definitely key. Um, for me too. And, you know, I used to do, I used to meditate like every morning. That was like my first thing. And I'm not even going to lie. I've been like slacking on the morning stuff, but like, I, I definitely always listen to like, um, different frequencies, like those brainwave frequencies before bed and my piano and violin, like really helps me like Zen out. It's so powerful. And it's like, you know, it's so important to put yourself first in that area, especially because if like, if your mindset is not right, or if you're, (laughs) I shouldn't say not right, I guess, but like, if you're letting your thoughts control you, then it's like, you go through this downward spiral of feeling shitty and like creating all these stories that are causing you to feel shittier and then not take like action because you can't, it's hard to take action from that place to move forward. It really is. I find that those negative thoughts, sometimes I'm not even aware of them. They just happen. And it, mm-hmm. it used to be a 
subconsciously. It's like a subconscious routine. Your subconscious mind is just comfortable with those negative thoughts for whatever reason that might be. So sometimes I don't notice them. And it takes that meditation that day to really become aware of them so that I can change them. And I do find if I don't do my meditation or if I don't do my I am affirmations or even just have that quiet time, I have a less chance of actually changing my vibe for that day. And I'll definitely have a harder time to get into my work mode or check in with my girls that I mentor and I coach. And, you know, I'm doing them a disservice as well if I'm not taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. I, everything that you're saying, I'm like, I love that you're bringing this up. Um, guys, everyone listening, like those of you who are out helping other people and changing the world and shit, you've got to really make sure you're doing like cons- consistently doing that for yourself. Like whatever you're preaching to other people, do for yourself because like, like how you just said, you know, if you're not doing that for yourself or showing up for yourself, you're doing your clients a disservice. I, you know, I remind myself of that too. Like if I ever go into like a, you know, old story or like meh mode, I'm like, okay, like I really need to listen to myself to get my energy up to whatever so that I can be in a beautiful space to serve my people at the highest level. 100%. 100%. And it took me a a little while to realize that because then all of a sudden, it's weird. My The clients that I would coach and mentor, I wouldn't tell them I was going through a hard time, but all of a sudden they would start talking to me about these hard things that were happening or maybe they just they didn't feel comfortable being, you know, doing the job that they're doing anymore and they felt like they wanted to give up and I realized that because I wasn't in my highest state to be able to help them, they felt less confident in themselves to essentially mm. even come to me and talk to me or continue working on whatever they needed to work on in their business that I was coaching them through and it was like a light bulb hit me. I'm like I'm not taking care of myself, which is then that domino effect and that ripple effect onto my clients that I was coaching and mentoring. And I just knew that, you know what, this isn't just for me. This is for the, this is for a wider variety of people. And, you know, I can't be so selfish. Mm. What do you think are like the, the main struggles or mistakes, I guess, that people make when they're like putting themselves out there and Uh, I think honestly, it is their intent. So many people, especially in network marketing, because that's definitely where I'm, uh, I understand more, but people just tend to do it to make the money. And Mm. of course, that's everybody's intent. You know, we need money to have that freedom and have the things that we love. But if your only intent is to make money, you're not going to make money. So you need to find a higher purpose within what you're doing that Mm. you can keep in it for an intent, like have that as your intent. Um, And that's just one of the biggest things I find for sure. And another one that I find is people, um, you know, that self-care people are less likely to care for themselves because they say, Oh, I, you know, I'm a mom, I have kids to care for and my husband Mm -hmm. to care for, and you know, my, my team to care for, but they, uh, oftentimes they don't care for themselves. And that's another one that I notice. So every time I'm coaching somebody or mentoring somebody, I touch on those things all the time. Like, what is your purpose? Other than making money, if time and money didn't matter, what would you do? 
what's your purpose. And I think it's so important to focus on that and to focus on self-care, even if that's just having a daily bath or doing yoga for five minutes, like a few sun salutations or whatever that is, take care of yourself first and make sure that, you know, you're not just after the money, you're after the the, what the money can get you and remind yourself of that all the time. Yeah. That's like the biggest, biggest shift that I think everyone needs to make. And like, even me, myself, like I have felt myself going there, like when I used to do network marketing (laughs) and like, although I did have that higher purpose, like I want to help people. I want to help people. I also, you get caught up in seeing the success that everyone else is seeing and then you compare yourself and then you're like, oh my God, I want to get there. And then it becomes more about getting there than actually serving your people. And that's when like the disconnect starts to happen. And then you get out of alignment, you (laughs) just go into all that stuff. So like, like just always stay connected to that the, your why, like, I know as cheesy as it sounds, know your why, but like (laughs) the, the deeper purpose of like, you know, how can I be of highest service to the people who need me today? Absolutely. That's the place that brings you joy anyway. It really does. It it does bring you joy because once you turn your job into a chore, such as I need to make money, I need to pay my bills. It's, it doesn't, it's not really aligned with us. And it's so important to also remind yourself that when other people are succeeding, it's just more proof to you that you can succeed as well. So I'm one of those, like I am human. I compare all the time. I'm like, oh, well, that girl, you know, she had a bigger month than I did and this, that, and the other thing. But when I can actually sit down and just be thankful, like I am so thankful that my team member made X amount of dollars because this just shows that she's putting in the work and it proves that I can do it too. And, you know, comparisonitis, it's, it's a killer and it's definitely like the cock blocker of dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. I was just talking to someone else about this yesterday that I was interviewing and, um, she was saying the same thing, like the, the main piece of advice, she was like, you know, once you start comparing yourself to others, that's when everything goes downhill. That's when you get out of alignment. That's when like you basically block yourself. Absolutely. Because your message gets like watered down. Yeah. You're, you're not being yourself anymore because you're looking at everyone else's stuff. And look, we've all done it. Like, I mean, you know, I have to like put boundaries on myself with like just social media in general, not, not, not in the sense of like necessarily comparing, but like, just like getting in, in like mixed up in the matrix of like Absolutely. looking at stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, there's no need to compare yourself to others because nobody's you, no one has your story. No one has your perspective. No one can do what you do in the way that you do it. So I love the saying, no one is you and that is your power because it's so true. Everybody has their own special, unique powers to bring to the table and you're doing the world a disservice if you don't show up authentically you and show your power. And that's exactly it. I love that. Yes. Yes. So let's switch gears a little bit. Have you like, so are you into the whole spiritual woo stuff, right? I am. Yes. So how, cause I just like feel called to ask this question, like what got you started on your little spiritual journey? And cause a lot of people like they're nervous to, I guess, come out of their spiritual closet. And yes. I, you know, me, like, I believe that 
embracing your spirituality and deepening your spiritual practice will help you grow your business. That's why, you know, spiritual boss babe. So I'm curious, like what your, like, I guess, spiritual awakening journey has looked like. And if you infuse that in your business in some way. Yes, I've definitely infused it into my business. I love all things woo. It is, it's, it's, I guess, like a a lifestyle for sure. And I'm definitely more in the closet, like I'm coming out more and more. But I, growing up, never went to church. My mom was never religious. And so just which in turn, since I was her daughter, I didn't have to go to church. And I was always jealous of my friends that would go to like Sunday school and go to church. And recently, maybe not recently, probably about three or four years ago, I, for some reason, just would look and have that comparisonitis to people who went to church and I'm like, why are they so happy? Why? (laughs) What is going on? I should go to church because then I will be happy. And you know, that's not always the case, but that's what it really drew me to. And when I went through, like just before I actually did my EMDR, I was going through a really deep depression and I decided to start Googling and YouTubing, like how to be happy and how Mm -hmm. to pull myself out of depression. And I came across meditation. So that's when I started meditation. And then I came across law of attraction Mm -hmm. and um, crystals and uh, manifestation and all those kinds of things. And it was really interesting. And I remember telling Cody, my spouse, I'm like, I found magic. I found this (laughs) magic. Like, I need to share this with you. And he thought I was bonkers. He still kind (laughs) of does, but he loves me for me. So that's great. Um, But I just, I was so surprised by what I found because learning about the universe and the energy and just how our thoughts create our reality was just a whole new world to me. And I was so confused why I didn't learn this sooner or that it wasn't taught in school. And um, that's pretty much where it started. You know, I did kind of put it on the back burner because my spouse, Cody, was like, you are nuts. Like, this is a lie. You're getting scammed. And after that, I started to do a little bit more digging. So I started reading more books. I read like Joe Dispenza. I think it's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, which is more about meditation. Mm. I started reading a book called E Squared, actually, by Pam Grout. Um, And it's about, it's like nine do-it-yourself energy experiments. And it's all about the energy of the universe and nine little experiments that you can do to manifest different things in your life. Wait, can you say those books? I'm going to put these in the show notes too. What were the, what was the first one? It is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza. And the other one that you and the love. Other one is E Squared by Pam Grout, G R O U T. And what was that? What, what did that one help you with? So that one was just more understanding the energies of the universe mm-hmm. and how our thoughts truly create our reality. And they're just little experiments. Like I love little books that have. I'm like I like I never heard of I've never heard of that book, but now I'm no like, way. Like, that's got to be on my next on my list. Absolutely. I'm reading it for the second time right I'm now. Such and a it's junky when it comes to that shit. <laughs> Me too. So those books really opened my eyes a little bit more. You know, I found those videos on YouTube and Cody's like, oh, that's YouTube. Like anybody can put whatever they want on YouTube. But once I started reading those books and pull, getting myself closer to to source and, you know, like Esther and Jerry Hicks of Abraham Hicks, mm-hmm. like they were a huge 
um, inspiration to me to really understanding the universe and spirituality. So I just find, um, like personally after reading E Squared by Pam Grout, that I need to be really conscious of the words I use. So the language I use and the thoughts that I use, because, you know, in um, law of attraction, I know we're talking about law of attraction right now, but in law of attraction, you know, source doesn't understand the word no. So whatever you say, if you say, I don't want to, you know, go into debt, Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to go into debt because source doesn't understand the word. No, if you say I'm going to be financially free, well, then you're going to attract more things that are going to bring you towards financial freedom. Mm-hmm. And I think that book was such an eye opener to me. And I was still very green of like very new and novice with spirituality. So I didn't quite understand it. But now that I'm reading it for a second time, like I'm still pretty new to spirituality, but now that I'm reading it for a second time, it has, it's like, I understand it to a different level yeah. and I respect it a little bit more. And I'm also realizing how much I've grown in this last year. Like I've really only started diving into spirituality for the last, I want to say like 14 months. It's been, wow. yeah, it's been a really fun journey practicing every single day. Um, but I absolutely love it. And I don't know where I would be today without spirituality. I, I really wow. don't. So how do you think that, so that obviously played a big part in like you growing your business and income because of the mindfulness piece The it's like, you know, it's personal development as well. What's your like, um, do you have any like favorite little spiritual rituals? <laughs> um, spiritual rituals. I love, um, my bath rituals. So mm-hmm. I'll generally have ritual baths. Oh, I love them. So I try to do it. I try is a terrible word, but I work on having a bath ritual at least four times a week in the Wow, evening. that's a lot. Yep, at least four <laughs> I do times like a once a week, like like a nice Zen bath is one. A so Zen I bath. I don't only shower once a week. <laughs> like my my ritual bath is like once a week. Totally. I do it as often as I possibly can. Um, I'm a perfectionist by heart, so I might be doing a little too much, but I love to have my bath salts and candles on and Zen music. You know, if um, I have lots of family over, I'll, I'll definitely put my little headphones in, but laying there and having my, you know, essential oils uh, as well. So like eucalyptus or yang, yang, Langling, I think it's called. Oh, they're so amazing. And lavender. And those are one of my very favorite things because every time I get out of the bath, I envision any negative um, energies or any faulty beliefs just being pulled down the drain after my Mm. bath and being washed right off of me. And then right after that, um, I generally try to clean myself before the bath, just so once I'm having the bath, I'm already clean and then I can step out all renewed. And, you know, it really helps set me up to have a great night's sleep. And generally right before bed as well, always a ritual is meditation and um, gratitude of what went well throughout my day. I love that. That's so important. It is important because our brain thinks of whatever the last thought we've had at the end of the day before we fall asleep. That's really what sticks into our subconscious. So Mm -hmm. I always, no matter what type of day I had, if I had, you know, a crappy day or a really good day, I always try to focus on 
the little things that made my day great or better. You know, if I woke up at a great time or, you know, if I got to work early, I don't actually have a job, but you know, <laughs> if I got to work on time or if I got shit done. If I got shit done, you know, got something off of my to-do list. Like I always try to remind myself just so I can fall asleep on the right foot. Yeah. You know, thank you for that reminder. I love that because um I, I mean, I do the whole gratitude thing, but I like the idea of doing it right before bed and like reflecting on, you know, what went awesome today? What am I grateful for? What did I accomplish? Because, you know, it's so easy to go about your day and like be totally in like, you know, going through the motions and not paying attention to number one, what you're grateful for and like, well, the shit you got done. And then you feel, if you don't pay attention to that guys, you literally feel like you didn't get anything done. Cause I've been there where I'd be like, Oh my God, I got to do so many things. And like, I would feel like that over and over until I started literally doing that and, and literally writing down what I got done. Even if it was the littlest thing, even if it was like, Oh, I took a Zen bath tonight. I, you know, wrote this epic post or whatever, just like anything small, even because then it like you make yourself feel or know that you got shit done. Exactly. It's one of my favorite things to do because like I said, even on my worst days, you can always, I can always find something positive that happened and being able to remind myself of all the good really, you know, it's not like we're trying to ignore the bad, but we don't want to focus on the bad because it doesn't make anybody feel good on the inside if that's all we focus on. So, and then I do find the next day I wake up on the right foot and I do, that's actually another ritual I do is every morning I'll write down 10 things that I'm grateful for. And I always explain why I'm grateful for them too. Mm, I love that. Thanks for sharing all these little tips and magic and stuff. Jeez, like I didn't know I was about to pull that out. So we got your ritual bath. We got these two good books. I'm going to put everything in the show notes. (laughs) Is there anything else that you would love to share with everyone before we wrap it up? Uh, do you know what? I think, I think that's it. I'm trying to think of what I wanted to, uh, I was called to share. And I think I even shared way more than I thought I would too. And this was (laughs) an amazing experience. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your magic and sharing your, you know, everything, your, your tips and all the stuff and your experience is beautiful to hear and to learn more about you. Where can people find you and what, where can they find out more about like what you're doing, what you're up to, what you're offering? So I love Instagram. So you can find me on Instagram at the Keegan page. I tend to share lots of inspirational quotes and stories throughout my life and what is brought me to where I am today. Um, I am an affiliate marketer. So currently I do help women start their own businesses and I'm actually, I'm hosting or launching a mastermind soon here. So it's exciting. Called, I am so excited. It's a six week mastermind where we will dive in. Uh, you know, this is perfect for beginners. I it's a, uh, Oh goodness. Where did it go here? Um, to market like an expert and to tap into your inner biz babe um, without knowing everything. So I help network marketers um, really tap into themselves and understand how to sell with soul without knowing everything and to show up like an expert without actually being an expert. So that will be launching on February 
first. I am so excited. I only have a few spaces left. And if anybody would love to jump on that train, they can come find me on Instagram and let me know. Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. I will put that all in the show notes. Either way, you guys need to connect with Keegan. She's awesome, as you can tell by now. (laughs) And thank you so much again for just really taking the time to come on and have this chat. And it was awesome. I'm so grateful for you and I appreciate you so, so much. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I had a great time. Thank you. Awesome. Bye guys. (laughs) See ya. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. 